Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. We had a wild, wild, wild game four. Let's talk about it. Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. My name's Jimmy. Sitting on the couch next to me is Jake. Trevor Plouffe joins us from California. Bug, bug, dude, producing in the same game room as us as we sit here at the the new Roosevelt Studios in Arlington, which is nice. It's a couch, different mics, different surround. So if we sound a little different, that's why. Trev, you got your regular old setup. You probably sound great. I'm nice and crispy back in the lab, baby. I feel it feels good. It feels really good. Jake, how are you doing? Guys, guys, did you see that? Did you see that? Uh, did anybody watch that game? Hell of hell of a ball game. I heard some people on different corners of the internet saying that baseball's hot in the streets. Yeah, I tend to agree with them. An all-time game. Uh, the product was incredible with a hint of sloppy with some beautiful baseball sloppiness, though. I, I, you know, I'm not I don't think it's point at the camera time and call people not clutch or that guy's choke job. But it was just the craziest one of the craziest baseball games of all time. John and I were in the building, which was awesome with Bug Bug producer Zach as well. Trevor Plouffe jealous from his home with his beautiful family, which is fine. Um, and yeah, man, just kind of a great night for baseball. Kind of unreal. Still trying to process it. Tough to go to bed. Tough to wake up <laughs> and figure it out again. But excited to do it with all you beautiful people. And yeah, man, I you know I think it's interesting. We said on the pregame show yesterday we were talking about which, by the way, Chom Chom was a <laughs> that final hit away from the best prediction of all time on the pregame show. Um, I'm and, all over this series, Trev. And we're we're kind of, all of us are all over this series. Uh, I mean, the way this game ended up, um, Jakey Twitter predictions last night. So I'm, I'm rambling. I feel good. Baseball's hot in the streets. Uh, hot. Hot. Hot, 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 hot. I mean, I, I, I wasn't there for the pregame show. What was the, the crazy prediction? It's not crazy. I just said that this game was going to be a back and forth shit show. He had Roll. the score. You had seven six. I had seven. If that last hit doesn't happen, I mean, it was. Yeah, I had seven six. I had back and forth every inning, every pitcher giving up runs. That's how I said this game was going to go. I'm looking at the uh, win probability chart. Yeah. And uh, when Brett Phillips was up, the Dodgers had an 81 percent win probability. And uh, after his at bat, they had a zero percent win probability because they lost the yeah, game. That was the big problem. I tell you what, I think that this the rest of this series is starting pitcher versus starting pitcher. And if you don't have a four run lead by the time you get to the bullpen, you're fucked because bullpens are gassed. gassed. The, the Rays bullpen is so tired; they're exhausted. They're a shell of themselves. I can't believe some of the decisions they made. The Dodgers bullpen, Kenley, now looks really bad. Two games in a row, and his interview, he was like, you know, you got to shake it off. And who's the guy from MLB Network that we kind of like? Amsinger. Amsinger said 
you know, Kenley made some good pitches, but some bad ones. I just watched every single pitch he made as I prepped for this breakdown. He didn't make any good pitches. He His cutter wasn't really cutting, and he was missing. Even his strikes were missed spots. So the Dodgers have a problem with Kenley, but they also have a Roberts problem. Like it's, I don't think the Dodgers' bullpen is as exhausted as the Rays' bullpen is. The Rays' best hitter, best bullpen pitchers are not able to come through like the way they are. The Dodgers, it's Roberts, man. Like, and we'll get into it after Jake's burn, but, uh, you know, I guess I just have a lot of thoughts. I was going to keep going, but yeah. we'll, we'll see. Dave needs to, I mean, Dave has fresh bullpen. He refuses to use or leave in the game. It's like he has to make a move all the time. Has to make a move all the time, except when it's Kershaw going <laughs> the third time to the order. That, so that, that, that move we'll have to talk about. Yeah, it's, let's, let's do it, it dude. It, I want. I want. I'm. I'm craving the burn. The human body craves contact. Um, it's. I'd say the the only other thing that's nuts is, you know, a lot of those bullpen moves are going to get over analyzed and rightfully so to a degree. Uh, the Nick Anderson stuff is unbelievable. The the fact you can still think you can trust him, but, um. Man, like a lot, there was a lot of lineup changes that became very impactful. Kalarik comes in, he faces a crew of lefties that ended up kind of looking good by Roberts for a minute there. And then, I mean, you know, look at the Rays' top of that lineup had changed completely by the time that Kenley came in. So there's a little bit of checkers and chess going on in live moments and for the future. So, I mean, just an all time baseball game. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the Anderson. I was fighting with people on Twitter trying to tell me that, like, Anderson didn't even pitch bad. He didn't even get any fucking outs. I don't know what they're talking about. He did get some outs. Yeah, but I know he got some outs, but he he got I will two say- outs gifted to him by the bunt attempt and the base running error. He went intent strikeout, intentional walk, single, out on the base paths, double, gifted it out by the bunt, ground out. So he got two outs. Like, two legit outs. I, I don't... I, I'm going to disagree. I, I, I was watching him. I thought he his stuff looked good yesterday. And no... I know this... Corey Seager was just like a bloop hit. But in no world am I pitching to Corey Seager with a base opened right now. Yeah. He faced seven guys batters. Yesterday. Like his at-bats are so good. Doesn't matter who's on the mound. Like, just take the right-on-right platoon matchup try to go after turner like pitching to him doesn't make any sense there you know like i said like he ended up getting a soft contact but like he just to me take your chances right on right i think he i think he looked pretty good now is he gassed today probably like he hasn't looked like nick anderson from the regular season all postseason but look that's he's he's a guy that has to find a way like he's gotta he's gotta do something he's gotta I haven't watched the replays like the crispness of Anderson's pitches. All I know is that he faced seven batters and he got two outs that weren't gifted to him. And if uh, if Bellinger's not out at third in the seventh there and he has to keep pitching, I doubt it looks pretty. So I don't know what you do. I mean, he's now seven out of nine games he's given up a run. I know. I know. Six in a row. Six straight. It's not good. It's and you bring good. him into a tied game of a near must win. Let's let's do it. Let's do All it. Right. Let's do it. Burn is brought to you today by our most recent patrons, Zach Farnan, Joe Costa, Ivan, 
and Spencer Gibson. You can go to patreon.com slash johnboymedia. You can join the live chat. we got a ton of people in here now uh, hanging out with us. Abe, Brady, Al, Halo Fangirl, Scrawny Donnie. <laughs> That's a fun name, Scrawny Donnie. Uh, um, so thank you for your support. And that's what that is. And let's get to the burn on your mark. Mm. Get set. And burn, Jakey, burn. Game four of the fall classic. The Dodgers and Julio Jones Urias first appearances as heroics against Atlanta versus the Rays and their friendly college pirate pitcher, Ryan Yarbrough, and essentially an elimination game for Tampa. Top one, how about Steve the Pirate? Justin Turner, solo homer. In the third, Corey Seager lights the cigar. 2 nothing Dodgers. Hey, Rosarina. Oh, Randy is the best ever? Rays cut the lead in half. Mad Max Muncy's Fury Road continues with an RBI double. Out after a delightful hug at second with Willie Adamas. Running her hands through my fro. Moon shot by Renfro. It's 3-2 in the Dodgers. 4-2. Kike, do you love me? RBI double. Get low, get low from the home plate. Over the wall. The wall. The Rays get loud. Take a 5-4 lead. Brandon Lau. Buckle up. It's Jocktoberfest. Huge two-run single off of b glove. Ah! Happy Thoughtum. Kevin Kiermeyer, hot. Yabo. <laughs> Corey Tepang is another RBI hit. It's Dodgers 7-6. to six. Bottom nine runners on. Ken Lee on the bump. Brett Phillips at the dish. And Phillips screw drives one into right center. Taylor boots it. Kiermeyer scores. Muncie relay throwing a Rosarena trips. He's dead to rights. Will Smith doesn't squeeze it. Rosie scores. The Rays win. Eight to seven, they take game four, an all-time classic. Hell yeah. Hoorah. Hell yeah. It's an all-time classic. Jake wrote that burn in like five minutes. Guy's got a talent. Got a skill. He's talented. Got a truck. And got Panera for breakfast. Bang. Add. Mm. Add. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know, man. This game was nuts. Like, Jake and I were watching it. Uh, Zach was filming us, sending our thoughts to Kyle, who's posting them on the Twitter and stuff. So that was cool by them. Great job. But it, during one of those, when the Rays took the lead, there's a clip. Um, and I think Kyle asked us, like, or, or, or Zach asked, like, you know, do you think the Rays have the lead now? And I said, no, they still have to pitch Anderson. Yeah. <laughs> and then Anderson came in and... Um, Anderson comes in and, and gives up the runs. Uh, I think we got to go back. I think we got to cron pod this a little bit because there's so much just, to this there's game. There's so much to take. Okay. Uh, friend of the pod, Ryan Yarbrough, gets the start. He ends up going 3.1, two earned runs, 69 pitch. I mean, gross to grind a little bit. The two guys that clip him are Turner and Seeger, who go four for five, both of them in this game. They're both out of control. They're both hunting the MVP trophy, as uh, Jimmer was was also alluding to uh, with some of our live commentary. Uh, and then Urias on the other side. He ends up 4.2, two earned runs, 9Ks. Uh, you know, I think him and Walker Bueller were the first starting pitchers to go back-to-back with 9-plus Ks since Clemens and El Duque or something like that. Um, 
So I don't know some some pretty craziness, and it, it's crazy looking back at this game now. That I mean, it didn't even feel like those guys were a part of like what happened in this game. Like there was a first half of this game that was like, okay, the Dodgers kind of won three to two, and then everything, I mean, just went completely a wall. Yeah, it was the sixth inning. That's that's right when I kind of got back and, and settled in. I was listening to the game on the radio, which is awesome to do. Like if you ever just need to do that, um, you don't have a TV. It's a lot of fun. I think I was listening to the Rays broadcast. They're fans uh, I of sat us. Down, I sat down for the sixth inning, and it was – I mean, I've never seen a baseball game like that. Like the back and forth. The thing that was crazy, it was the two out, two strike hits. Yeah. Like they, they like the Dodgers struck out 14 people. The Rays struck out six. They could not put away anybody. And you can have that pressure on your defense all game like that. And it was just like – Ray's score, Dodgers answer. Ray's answer. I was like, those games are like these guys are exhausted today. Like they got to, they're, they're going to have to wake up, figure something out to get going because that is a mentally and physically draining game they just played. But it, if you're on the winning side, it is obviously exponentially different than when you're on the losing side. The Dodgers have to feel deflated today. And guess who's on the bump? Mm. Playoff Kirsch. The moment seems to find him a little bit. And stay this tuned. Is it right here. This is like the thing, like, we're going to look back at the series, think about uh, that ninth inning. Dave Roberts is an idiot. Here we go. Game five, Kershaw is going to be, this is like my, I'm ex- more excited to see this than, than anything else. Tune in to the Talking Baseball pregame show coming up in a little bit as as we preview that game. So Jake and I were talking about, you know, we joked like, all right, we'll go to sleep and then we'll wake up and we'll go right into the recap. And I was like, yeah, we don't need the prep. We watched it. And then we joked like, no, so much happened. And while you're it's at insane. the game, it's a little hard to see pitches, a little hard to like really like stay up to date because you don't have the graphics as it is um, live. And I'm going through... The changes here and remembering them. Yeah. And Roberts, and then like it, it, it's during, at the moment, people were giving him a lot of shit. I just wasn't like, didn't give my full mind time to actually think through it. And now I am. And it's like, what the fuck, Roberts? He was both sides. Both sides, I think, were really bad yesterday. Trinan strikes out Meadows on three pitches. Is one out away from ending the sixth. No, no, no. Okay, there's two on and yeah. one out. But what, But then, like, bringing in Baez, he gives up the home run right away. Then in the postgame, he said that he told Baez he was yes. done. And then, I'm guessing because the Dodgers took the lead back. That's exactly what happened. He was he like, oh, never mind, Baez, mind. you're back in? Which, like, A, you brought him into a situation with inherited runners, which he's so bad at. I think every inherited runner he's ever had in the postseason has now scored. So maybe don't bring him in with a a muddied up infield. And then to tell your pitcher you're done and then to stand him back up and be like, nah, you're back in. I mean, you got to be fucking kidding me. And then he gives up the, the home run to Kiermaier. And now the game's tied again. 
So, like, that's crazy. The bias stuff is unreal. Uh, Roberts, with the quote after the game, makes it even more unreal. I, I can't be a Dod- I can't imagine being a Dodgers fan having seen some of Pedro Baez's playoff track record and be going through that. I, uh, that, that was unreal. And I, I think, you know, Jim, you're pointing to fatigue a lot, and I, I think there's a little bit of that on the Rays side, but the one guy who couldn't point that to was Castillo, who he came in. He didn't look that great. Um, let's be honest, everybody got knocked around. And I, I don't know if it's just one of those baseball games where basically whoever came in, I mean, the two guys on the Rays that didn't give up runs were the sidewinder, Ryan Thompson, and John Curtis at the end, who, holy smokes, does he deserve some love um, for keeping that game tighter. And then for the Dodgers, it's Kaleric who goes the point two, um, and he finds that nice little lefty lane, which which seemed like pretty good managing. Kaleric hadn't pitched in 10 days or so, which... Uh, for a sidewinder and you come out with a four-pitch walk, you start to get worried. The biggest one that you have to circle, and our Dodgers fans were hitting us up on this, is Bruce Dark Gratterall. Um, seven pitches, one inning. The guy that debatably has the best stuff in this series, he just joined the 102-mile-per-hour club, which is a very exclusive baseball society. You know, the stadium was rocking when Bruce Starr comes in. Every All the Dodger fans start doing the boom and getting the arms going, and he's just... I had so much fun watching people again. Oh, the people in the crowd were great. Um, society, like, figure it out, wear a mask and stuff so we can do more stuff because it was just nice being among society again. But, dude, there was something special. Um, as, and when Bruce Starr was in for both sides, because what you did was you watched the pitch, Bruce Starr would pump it, your head would turn to the scoreboard, 99. Okay, okay, what's the next one? And, uh, I mean, that's the one that you just absolutely have to circle after this that it's like how how in this shit show of a game was Bruce Starr only given that leash I don't you know know why you know we've talked about this on this show many times Dave Roberts yeah very good person from all accounts it <laughs> seems like a setup he has he's <laughs> he's very trusting of yeah. his guys and he can't get over the fact. I mean, yes, Kenley Jansen's been doing it for a long time. Clayton Kershaw is one of the best pitchers ever. Okay, but you can't. It's it's now. Like we're living in the present. Okay, we have numbers. We have our eyes. Like Jansen was good for what one or two outings. Coming into the postseason, they were like, "I'm not." He's like, "I don't know who's going to get the last out." We're going to figure it out as we go. That's where it's weird. Like Roberts had that quote that I yeah, put a lot of Jansen stock into. Jansen had a few good outings, and, and the, boom, he's right back in there. And like, and Kershaw, Gratterall had only thrown seven Kershaw pitches. Had a good, Kershaw had a good start last time, didn't he? Guess what's going to happen today? I know we're going off in the second game again. oh Or the next game. But when the third time through the order comes up with the Rays, Dave Roberts is going to have to make a decision. And we'll see what he does today. But like, he's too trusting. Like you got to see Bruce Starr just going absolutely nuts. Like he looks great. Have Kenley ready and and roll Bruce Starr right back out. And that's not even a hindsight thing. That's like, dude, like this guy's nasty, and the and the other team looks deflated when he comes in the game. I just that's throw your you good want. pitchers. Let's uh, let's let's tighten up some Roberts terribleness because I, I don't want to crush him the whole time. Uh, no, he does deserve it a little bit, but this is also a great game. The other thing, the Kike Hernandez bunt. Oh my God. Uh, and again, you talk about 
you just there's something to feel in baseball and hey i'm like team bunt that austin barnes bunt the other day i love that there's still a role analytics still hasn't fully figured it out kike hernandez who has the clutch hit earlier in the game he's got a clutch postseason history i know you can't quantify him let him swing that stick let him try to end this game instead of you've got anderson on the ropes who's been horrendous the past six appearances, giving up runs, and you're going to do that to both of them, basically. You're going to hook up Anderson, and you're going to take the bat out of Kike's hands. I mean, uh, unreal, unreal decision. Yeah, Anderson ended the inning before uh, on an RBI single out on the base paths. Then he comes back out, gives up a double right away, and then you gift him another out. All these Rays pitchers got gifted outs. Muncy out at second on the base paths. Belly out at third on the base paths. Kike bunting. Uh, earlier, there was like a little trying to beat the shift that Yarborough caught. I don't know if that was, was a nice play. by design that he was trying to beat the shift or if it was just a weird off the bat. Yeah, that was a squibber off the bat. A squibber yeah, off the bat. It was a nice play by Yarborough. And the Belly one, I do think Belly was trying to get the throw over there to get another run to score, which in hindsight... You know the way this game that doesn't make out. it any easier for Fairbank or Anderson, though. No, but you're trying to get that run home. I mean, we see guys do that. You know, it's that's still a part gift. They're running. gifted an out for a run. For a run, yeah, yeah. I think they make that trade. That's how you get 27 runs if you do it right. I'm, it's a great move by the Dodgers. It also the the Rays pitching had had gifted outs a yeah. lot. The Rays, uh, if, I, if I, I'm still on, I'm still team, and Dodger fans aren't with me when I did this speech two days ago and I said, Dodgers fans, you don't have anything to worry about. I got a lot of love from Dodgers Nation because they're like, they agreed with me. They're not going to agree because they're in panic mode. Dude, the Rays needed you to make so many errors. The Rays had like three outs that you, that they didn't, the pitchers didn't earn those outs. This was a magical, magical, awesome game. As long as Dober- Roberts gets his head out of the, his ass, it's the Dodgers in six still. Jim, Jim, you said it. You just said it. A magical game. Put some magic sprinkles, some magic but fairy that, dust on the that, series. The Rays were defeated. Yeah. They were done. You gave them life. They are going to come out today. Yeah, I don't know. It's like thinking they can win the World Series. They didn't think that going into yesterday. Yeah. Like they, they, like you said, they got that game almost gift wrapped. You have to give credit to them for fighting back, but they, it's they're a different team now. It's yeah, a different they were like holding the Rays hostage team. and then like checked their gun for bullets and shot themselves in the face. And the Rays were like, "Okay, we're free now." I mean that that last play is so bad, Trev. On every it's level, incredible. on every it level, it still should have been a tied game. Yeah, it was tied up, and, yeah. and Kenley's still on the rope, so you yeah. don't know, but. I mean, Randy should have never been sent home. Uh, even if he doesn't trip. I don't know. Did, yeah, does he did you no, go I, back and look? Like- I checked. Even if he – he by the time Taylor had the ball in shallow left field, yeah, he was. Randy hadn't touched third base yet. He got sent, too. He didn't. He got, yeah, he sa- got, he got sent. sent. It's a horrible, horrible send. Huh? Even if he didn't um, – even if he didn't stumble, he was <laughs> – and they – it was just a collection well, of the, bad. It, uh, it was a giant collection yes of bad. Yes and no. Yes and no. Because it's also baseball. It's also the beauty of baseball. It's also the third base coach seeing that Chris Taylor, who doesn't play a ton of center field, bobbled the ball. And he loses all his momentum. You know, when we normally see a throw from that part of center field, it's a guy crow hopping into it. They field and gather. Taylor bobbles it. He scoops it again. 
And then, yes, I mean, pure chaos ensues. I mean, you see Max Muncy and MLB TV did a really good job on this. When Muncy turns and relays, he sees that a Rosarena's tripped, so he feels like he doesn't peg the ball. So it almost looks like a changeup out of his hands. It almost looks like he pronates it, trying to aim the ball home to Will Smith because Rosarena's dead to rights. It's not a great throw. It's still there, Will Smith. And Smith doesn't grab it because he's trying to make the speed catcher tag. I mean, it's it's it was a beauty of baseball. It's it's sloppy and it's not necessarily great baseball, but I do think it's beautiful baseball. That's why baseball is a fucked up sport. I want to add to that, and then I got another point I want to <clears throat> make about the bunt. So yeah, when you're Muncie and you're what was he twenty? Maybe thirty feet away, and you're 20, he was, and, and yeah, maybe thirty dead. When you're spinning like that, and you got to throw home, thirty feet is it's a it's like a touch throw. And in that moment, he didn't have any touch. He just threw it as hard as he could in there. I mean, that's a tough play for Will Smith. It's mm-hmm. a really tough play for him. But the bunt thing, I want to kind of want to go back to. It's that. not a real. What are we doing? It's not a real tough play for Will Smith. If you're a catcher and you think that's a bang-bang play. Hammered that thing in, and he thought he'd have to hammer the tag back the other way. And, like, if you would have seen him trip, yeah, then he sets up and makes sure he catches the ball. He's like, shit, I have to make a tag right now. Leverage, it was high leverage, like pressure's high. I mean, I think if you redo that throw to Will Smith, I would guarantee he catches it nine out of ten times. I just... When you're that close and you're whipping it around, it's not easy, no matter what, because you're not expecting the ball to go to your throwing hand yeah. side, having to reach all the way over. You're expecting a good throw. Yeah, I know, but it's it's tough. But the bunt thing to me was the the worst decision made in the game last night. Yeah. Um, like you said, Anderson on the ropes. Choi is down Kike's throat. Yeah. Because you can do that with a runner on second base. The first baseman, Anthony Rizzo does this all the time. You can be down your throat. So now you cannot, you can only bunt in one spot. You can, you, I mean, you have to get the third, the bunts of third base anyway there. But sometimes if you get it out in front of the plate too, that works. Not in this situation. And Choi is right there ready to make the play. You have to make the third baseman come in. And look, the bottom line is. You just don't practice bunt. Like how many sack bunts did Kika have this year? Can we look that up, BBD? I'd it can't be a lot. I'd lean zero or one. The game with Austin Barnes, the first and third, that's get that's netting you a run. Like that's still a play. Like you you're yeah. if you're okay with a sack fly, you're okay with doing that. That's a tough play for the, the defense. That bunt play right there is not a tough play for the defense. That's stuff you've been doing your entire life. The first and third thing is a new thing. Who who invented that? Madden, I think, did. What are we talking about? That's a good baseball thing? play. This giving up and out Kike thing is is. This is why people say never bunt, and you know I'm not on that fence. I believe there are times for bunts. That is not a time for a bunt. He has zero since 2018. Don't know about Shit. postseason, but regular season zero since 2018. But he had four that zero year. since 2018. You're facing a guy that throws. You know he was throwing up in the zone because that's what you also do when your guys are bunting. Just so you can get what happened. Exactly what happened. You pop the guy up, and you get a free out. It was th- that decision, I, and maybe it wasn't even Roberts. Maybe Kike did that on his own. We don't know. I mean, did they say afterwards? I doubt it. 
You think you TK's doing that on his own with G-Man down his throat? No way. I don't know. No I way. do not know. It's crazy to think that they would make a guy who hasn't bunted since 2018 do it in the World Series for the first time in that situation. It's just... And the Rays are known for their defense. It's... That was worse than any uh, any move all night. Yeah. And yeah, Jim, I I know you're you're talking about the you know, the Dodgers had to have a handful of errors and, you know, that last play and a, a couple of the things that happened the base running. Um and the Dodgers did dominate this game. They had 10 left on base. The Rays finished with five left on base. Like the Rays had to push a lot of the right buttons. I will say the one play that I, I think will get missed from this series slash art when our kids get together and they're watching old baseball games 30 years from now, the Brandon Lowe dive uh, where Jock Peterson's ball went off the top of his glove. I mean, my soul left my body for a little bit. I thought that was the end. Um, I, I thought that was going to be the difference for the Rays because if they he squeezes that, it would have been the first stop in a while. Um, and it's a tough play, but I, I think Brandon Lau makes that more than 50% of the time. And after he hit the home, the home run, that was the inning after. So, you know, the, I, I think if you're the Rays, like what you're saying is right. The Dodgers are still the dominant alpha team in this series, but the Rays didn't necessarily play a perfect game themselves. Um, so I, I do think they're feeling the magic and feeling the buzz a little bit, and it's going to be wild to see how that does translate tonight. Yeah, is Snell pitching? Like, they got Snell up. It's Glass now tonight? Glass now Kershaw? Yeah, people were talking like that's a bad thing. I, I don't think that was a bad thing because who else were they going to go to? Kershaw, like, Glass now is what I'm, what I'm seeing. In Glass now going tonight. You, you couldn't – they didn't have anybody else to pitch. You know, if they tie the game up and it keeps going, like, I'm okay with using Snell there, and then yeah. you got to figure it out. But, yeah. like, you can't go down three to one. Well, before we give our final thoughts, let me tell you something about something. Tell us about it, Jimmy. The season is in full swing, mm-hmm. and the action is still unfolding, so head over to DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. With so many storylines across both professional and college sports, this is the time to check out all that DraftKings Sportsbook has to offer. If you haven't tried the app yet, head to the App Store now because you don't want to miss it. To celebrate the showdown in Happy Valley, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new users the chance to turn $1 into $100 when placing a bet on either Ohio State or Penn State. Additionally, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new users the chance to receive a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. On top of those great sign-up offers, DraftKings offers great odds, boosts every Sunday to help you make it rain. DraftKings is safe, reliable, and secure, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code JOMBO when you sign up to get this can't-miss offer. Pick either Penn State or Ohio State. Jake, who are you picking? Yes. Bet $1 on them and cash $100 if they win. That's $1 to win $100 when you use promo code JOMBO during sign-up for a limited time. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Must be 21 or older. New Jersey only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match. Each. Up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook 
For details, gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Can I, can I connect some dots dots for for that? Okay. One one of the best NFL games tonight, Trevor Plouffe. Can you? Cardinal Seahawks, a couple baseball players playing quarterback, Russell Wilson and Kyler Murray. Baseball, football, DraftKings, promo code JUMBOY. Yankees versus A's. Yeah. Trev Seahawks, wow. Wow. I don't know. What you watching there, Jim? I'm watching the the uh, Brandon Lau catch because I thought it would have been like a diving catch. The thing that gets me is it skims off the top of the glove, like that's that's in that's the web. If he you opens 50, it up, you said fifty percent of the time. I, I, I yeah, I think that's I think if he so. makes that play. I think it's a highlight, like highlight. It's it's, it's kind one of those a things. bad like, dive. If, if they're not in the shift, he has zero chance of catching that. They're in the right. shift, but he's one step over the wrong way. It's like, you know, it's just baseball, man. The whole game was that baseball. Was... How about <laughs> Renfro and Kiermaier hitting solo homers? What sick puppies. And, and Randy going deep. Doing it, man. Did you see my tweet? The guy in front of me, Trev, when Mookie made that nice catch? Yeah. Just pointed at my shirt and said, if you love baseball, and then pointed at Mookie. That's baseball. <laughs> Ooh. We had a we had a good rowdy fan in front of us. Good LA coach is whistling, screaming. Dude, I love I love COVID seating. No one in front of us, no one behind us, no one to our left, no one to our right. Except everyone's mad at us because we had our mask down on our reaction video. But um those people came into our space. I didn't even know that lady was right behind me. Yeah. The the seats are zip tied up. So she wandered over behind us. And I'm fucking hot as shit, so I'm going to have my mask down so you can see my face. Yes, that's what everyone wants. Well, we, like, we put it up when we walked around. Um, and when we were sitting, just the four of us, with the gaps in front and behind and to left and right. Whatever. Anytime we knew we were near people, we had it on. Yeah. Every time. Yeah, the whole point of the seating is that it's like okay to take it off at times. That was like the idea behind Eating and drinking, you know? Smoking. Dude, did you, can we. Hot dogging. Can we tell them the suite we went into? Yeah, we can flex. We, uh, we, there's no security at this stadium at all, Trev. Like, there's, like, honestly, there's no security. It's very odd. There's no one, like, checking your tickets to make sure you're in the right section. There's no one saying you can't go here, you can't do that. The one amendment I have to what you're about to say the one bit of security that was very strict. No bags at all allowed. So yeah, no bags game, at all allowed, which they did not tell people. But if yeah, you're going no to the game, don't bring a bag. So anyway, we walked right into Rob Lowe's suite. Said what, said what up it's to cool. our talking baseball guest friend. Him him and his son, Matt. Matty. I yeah. fucked us because they're both beautiful men. And if you look into their eyes, you get you just get pregnant. Rob Lowe's eyes. Like I walked in, he, he just... He was, I'm pregnant. He was asking me about... If I pay someone to do my lip reading for me, and then I we were talking about the stadium, and he's just piercing. Trev, you would have been proud of me because uh, like they had the whole spread, the buffet out, and I like I thought about just emptying the tank, just going for it. There was some sushi, there's some nice treats. I held back. Yeah, I held back. I was respectful. We saw Uncle Rob. Yeah, that's what that's what I was getting to, and the wow. suite right next to <laughs> the suite right next to the Lowe's. Did you tell him if he keeps expanded playoffs next year and the DH um, without 
Oh, he can't do that. But the expanded playoffs and the base runner on second and extra innings tell him to stop. Didn't come up organically, is what I'll say. Okay. I think a lot of people agree the expanded playoffs is bad. At least baseball people do. It's pretty. It's BBD producer BBD and Manfred like lock eyes and I saw BBD like like his eyes were trying to look outside of his eyes like do I keep looking do I like do I scream like what am I supposed to do right now so did he see you guys he one thousand percent knows what you guys look like you're on like that board like of people like, <laughs> I don't think he knows it's who we Bigfoot John Boy and Batman on, on there like he saw my sweatshirt and BBD shirt and the both said uh i love baseball and he looked <laughs> he looked at him and just shot so hard nah triggered not me how yeah he's like actually i don't i, I don't No, his setup is cool yeah dude he's got he's, he's kind of got, got jimmy's dream he's set got up. two monitors right in front of him like where a normal person would put their feet on the railing in front of him because they're front row of a suite he has two monitors there the only shitty part about his setup but i guess he likes this is that he has headphones and he listens to the broadcast and has like the broadcast feed and then like the park feed. Of course, of course he does. Yeah. Of course he does. Because why would he want to watch the fucking game <laughs> in the moment? Why why would you do that? He just wants to make sure that they're probably not shit talking him and representing the game well. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm s I am I do not want to talk poorly, but I don't no, I, I, I had us. a much better time listening to the game on the radio than I do watching the game. John Smoltz tried to t- tried to say Willie Adamas should have caught that ball. What ball? The, the blooper over. Okay, so there was um, the blooper over his head. Who who hit that? I think it was Seeger. It was Seeger. Jam shot. Yeah. Okay. What, what what he was doing was look because Rob, you know, didn't do anything to the Astros. Everyone's still worried about you know sign stealing, and you know they had a guy in second base. So Willie was going in front of Taylor there, and then getting back to his position. John Smoltz tried to set it up that Willie wasn't back at his position in time, and that's why he didn't get to that ball. Well, while he was giving his spiel, they showed the replay. Willie was clearly set before the ball was thrown. He did take one step in, but then went back. But the ball was literally 20 feet past him. Yeah, it's not close. It wasn't even close, and John Schmoltz was like trying to make something. It was like, you know, Jim, you say like when a reporter has his story already in mind, he tries to get, bait you into answering the, what he, the way he wants you to. Mm-hmm. It was the exact same thing, but John Smoltz was trying to say, Willie Adamas messed that up. And then the replay comes, and it's like, no, it wasn't even close, John. I don't get about Smoltz and Buck, and I don't listen, and I, um, that's just my personal thing. So like, like you say, like you'd rather the radio, just put the radio on and watch it, you know? Like I, I would never listen to those guys. I like Buck, but they the, just the style. Yeah, I don't mind Buck. The style of it, I don't enjoy. Like the the nothingness of it. Like no surface level talk, no sway this way or the other, no opinions. That's what like calling a big league game kind of is now. And it's like, well, this is nothing. This is, and they should do this. I don't know how they don't already do this. Give but you look, your you home announcers. <sighs> You have Fox filming the game. Yeah, you should have home and away announcers or a neutral announcer. That's how hard. Especially because that's what this entire season was. It was one camera crew and two announcers because they couldn't leave. Like, give Dodgers fans their home announcers that know the most about the Dodgers and give the Rays fans their home announcers and just make it like when ESPN does uh, ESPN and then Statcast. Just you know, do so. 
different versions of Fox. Fucking charge extra for it if you want to make some money because I would pay. Exactly. Everyone listen. would. Everyone would. Every pay. baseball fan would. Yeah. Every. Out of, yeah. And ain't that it? <laughs> um, no That's way they he were like, caught that. Were, people were going crazy when Buck had to do football and couldn't do the game. Right? Is that today? Yeah. Uh, it happened in the. I think that happened. I think he's staying World Series. And I agree. I I don't care. Like Joe Buck is fine to me. Like he's. It's almost like I don't even hear him talk because he just like I've heard him so much. Like it doesn't even like register in my brain anymore. But it would be nice to have. Yeah. Like if you're a rude, if you're an LA person watching the game, it would be awesome to have your own broadcasters. Have Joe Davis and Trevor Plouffe in the booth just talking about Maybe. it. Let's go. <laughs> Get me out of that booth. I don't want to be part of it. Halo fangirls talking about the Angels are in the World Series. That'll probably oh. never happen. But Gubaza, that's my guy. He, this, do you guys know Mark Gubaza, broadcaster for the Angels? He's a color guy. We have an exchange pleasantries. Yeah. He, was, he coached against me in high school. He's the high school coach of our rival high school. Oh. Yeah. And him and I like had some unpleasantries. Love that. During our time there. Yeah. But I, I love him. Perfect. All right. I don't know if we have any more. I mean, an exhausting game. Really fun Crazy. to be at. All time. We'll be there for Are game we doing six. It? We're doing it all today, right? I'm ready. We're doing preview, pregame, pre-game. We're streaming. Yeah, this stream seems to be going well, so hopefully that you can join the stream for the game. And you have, we'll see what you the have, delay is. You have DVR at the place. Can you please pause it for me? I don't know if we do. I don't know. We've got direct TV. We might be able to. But because, be because we're on direct TV, we might be timed up be better with you. <laughs> do you have DVR? I do. Okay. Sweet. Pause, we don't know if we do yet, but it's a pause. A show over here, baby. I got pause forward. Let's everyone pause it and we'll do a midnight rewatch. <laughs> I'm excited, dude. I can't wait. I was um, like not happy that I didn't get to participate as much as I wanted to in the first couple of games. Your camping trip might have to become an annual like ALDS camping trip. Well, dude, no. I'll explain it to the <laughs> listeners because it does seem like a really f- stupid fucking thing. It's beautiful. Um, it's a camping trip we go on every year. It's family. It's very important to me. It's why I don't try to play baseball anymore because I'm home with my family. Mm. This was the only week I begged not to go this week. <laughs> I begged. It was the only week that like everybody else could make it. So You've been going on a camping trip your whole life? My entire life. So when the every year when the Twins would not make the World Series, you were kind of like, Thank God. We always watch the World We always watch. I mean, not not every single year, but the majority of years, I'm watching the World Series like when I'm camping. That's awesome. That's um, awesome. Yeah, I was. I got. A, I had an excited thought, Jake, and then yeah. we got to get going. We'll so wrap it up. Down. But uh, yeah, I was very excited to be at this World Series. <laughs> what BBD giggled? BBD just giggled. Uh, Quentin said, "Trevor flexing by having a family." Mm. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh. It, it works. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Also, Sean McLaughlin with a huge bullet into my heart right there. Thanks for that. Yeah, Jimmy was going for that bullet. Yeah, but you kind of missed it. You missed it. So yeah. it's a team bullet. Yeah. Trevor, would you I have been you, allowed to miss the camping trip if you were playing in the World Series or it never became ha, a question? Trevor, if the Twins so made the World funny. Series, would your family have canceled the camping trip to go watch you in the World Series or would they have they been have like, watched sorry, you at the campsite. sorry, Trev, we'll watch you at the campsite? 
Most of them probably would have went camping. <laughs> anyway, very, very I had a, we're very we're very lucky. I was going to use the word blessed, but I don't really like mm. that word. We're very lucky to have the the support uh, that we've had at growing this company, and like to be able to go to the World Series as part of like a job and a gig is really cool, and get this house and, and content. And I had a thought, Jake. Like, yeah, I was like, wow, we just saw a World Series ender. That yeah. is like all time, like a crazy, like it doesn't have a name yet, but I feel like it's going to have a name. Um, and then I thought, shit, this is our job. We we might see a lot of World we Series see games a over more. the next 20 years or whatever. And then We're I was going like, every this year. Is, I'm in. This I've is, already locked it up. This is amazing. That's the goal. So thanks to everyone that listens and makes this uh, doable because um, hopefully you enjoy the content while we're there. We did figure out a crazy way to get our live reactions it was awesome. Synced up with game feed out like five minutes after it happens. That technology yeah. and, and the hard work by um, Zach and Kyle was crazy. BBD, Zach, Kyle, Robbie, every everybody uh, on the so- the social was going nuts yesterday, doing really well. And uh, I, short short king, Buster Olney, he said game six, 2011, best World Series game ever. Game seven, 2016, epic. <laughs> Game, game six, 1986, unbelievable. Billy through the legs. And then he said, game four, 2020, the craziest World Series game ever. So that's Buster Olney, man. That's, you know, he's not a guy that just throws around the word epic. Yeah. So. Maybe he's, maybe he, this is the start. Epic, dude. Dude, give me, get me the short kings in a room in a reaction vid. Could you imagine Buster and Kirkjian watching that final play? Epic. Epic's such a funny word. <laughs> can I can I just throw this out just a little dagger? Okay. Cause I saw this on Twitter and I so I'm stealing it, but I thought it was it's perfect for the moment. Oh, are you talking about that model that dressed up as the crazy old guy that caught the home run in game one? Mm, <laughs> okay. That guy's really okay. good looking. Yeah. Sorry, dagger time. Yeah. Anyways, dagger. Uh heard that guy's pregnant, by the way. Yes. People are talking about the 2014 World Series. You guys remember what happened? Alex Gordon was stranded on third base. And someone brought up the fact Randy shouldn't have been sent there, but he got sent and the Mm. Rays win that game. What happens if you send Gordon? Is it do they go back to back? It's a that's baseball though. Those little decisions, um, putting pressure, so many things, man. Like, I just, I was so happy watching that game. Like, I was screaming in my house, you know, jumping up and down. It was. Buster only retweeted that tweet himself. <laughs> he sent it out last night and just knew he, it was it. I've done that on Breakdown. I'm like, this deserves more love. Trevor, cool, coolest text exchange you had last night. Were you talking to Flaherty, Freed, any of the young bloods, Phil Hughes pulling cards, and any baseball people? I, I don't even know. I had a bunch of texts, but I don't even know. Flex. One of the uh, t- texting, <laughs> texting with our guy, Jack Davis. Was oh, man. He called us he while we were walking home from the stadium. He is a hot yeah. pot of coffee right now. I like this. I like the game watching of the the stadium. Like I don't like you know. I think all the ancillary non field and views is probably bad, but I never cared about that stuff. Like it is more mall than stadium when you walk around the concourse. 
It's kind of nuts, Trev. But, but once you're sitting in your seat and watching the game and the viewpoint, I thought it was fine and, and good. So, yeah. But people judge stadiums on, like... Food. Or, or Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's weird because everyone wants the, the stadium to be about the game, but then I feel people judge stadiums about the non-game stuff. The view from the outside kind of sucks, but once you're inside watching the game... It, it it was cool. I would I thought it was good. Yeah. Except it took BBD. And they did. They ran out of boomsticks, so we didn't have any. Took a, took me and Zach like twenty minutes to find out so they don't have it. Expensive. Yeah. Definitely. I like that shirt, Trev. I don't have that version. I never bought that one for myself. That's tidy. I like it. That's right, baby. All right. This uh. Important the company. This has been more of a post-game show for the patrons anyway, but we'll we'll say goodbye to everyone now. Love you guys. Love you. Goodbye. Uh, we'll be live for Game 5 from uh, Roosevelt Studios Arlington, and then we will be back at Game 6. Exciting times. I suck.